Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. So glad to have you with us today for our congregation at prayer. It's November 5th, 2020. November 5th. So good to have you with us again. Um, I'm trying a different setting, so it shouldn't get blocky, but I might stutter. Uh, so It's one or the other. It's either I get really blocky and you can't read the text on the screen, or I stutter and freeze. Um, either way, hopefully you keep, you're able to hear me. <clears throat> All right, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We say our memory verse for this week. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. Now we say our psalm for this week, Psalm 96. O sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him, strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name, bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness, tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then all the trees of the forest um, sing for joy. Before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, having completed Galatians, now we move on to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus, and faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to the adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted. In the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he has made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, 
having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. There ends the reading. Love Paul's sense of time, right? That we're in eternity, predestined from before the foundation of the world, purposed for himself in the fullness of times. Yes, God has all things in his hand, even now. All right, our reading for catechesis is from Joshua chapter 10. Yeah, so we skip chapter 9, and we'll move on to chapter 10 here. And we'll be in chapter 11 tomorrow. All right, good. <clears throat> now it came to pass when Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard how Joshua had taken Ai and had utterly destroyed it, as he had done to Jericho and its king, so he had done to Ai and its king, and how the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them, that they feared greatly, because Gibeon was a great city, like one of the royal cities, and because it was greater than I and all its mighty men, or all its men were mighty. Therefore Adonai, Adonai, excuse me, Zedek, king of Jerusalem, sent to Hoham, king of Hebron, Hiram, king of Jarmuth, Japhia, king of Lachish, and Deber, king of Eglon, saying, Come up to me and help me that we may attack Gibeon, for it has made peace with Joshua and with the children of Israel. Therefore the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon, gathered together and went up, they and all their armies, and camped before Gibeon and made war against it. And the men of Gibeon sent to Joshua at the camp at Gilgal, saying, Quote, Do not forsake your servants. Come up to us quickly. Save us and help us, for all the kings of the Amorites who dwell in the mountains have gathered together against us. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said to Joshua, quote, Do not fear them, for I have delivered them into your hand. Not a man of them shall stand before you. Joshua, therefore, came upon them suddenly, having marched all night from Gilgal. So the Lord routed them before Israel, killed them with a great slaughter at Gibeon, chased them along the road that goes to uh, Beth Haron, and struck them down as far as Azekah and Makeda. And it happened as they fled before Israel and were on the descent of Beth Haron, that the Lord cast down large hailstones from heaven on them as far as Azekah, and they died. There were more who died from the hailstones than the children of Israel killed with the sword. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel, and he said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still over Gibeon, and moon in the valley of Aijalon. Aijalon, yeah. So the moon stood still, excuse me, the sun stood still, and the moon stopped till the people had revenge upon their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. And there has been no day like that before it or after it. 
that the Lord heeded the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. Then Joshua returned and all Israel with him to the camp at Gilgal. But these five kings had fled and hidden themselves in a cave at Makeda, and it was told Joshua, saying, The five kings have been found hidden in the cave at Makeda. So Joshua said, Roll large stones against the mouth of the cave and set men by it to guard them. And do not stay there yourselves, but pursue your enemies and attack their rear guard. Do not allow them to enter the cities, for the Lord your God has delivered them into your hand. Then it happened while Joshua and the children of Israel made an end of slaying them with a very great slaughter, till they had finished, that those who escaped entered fortified cities, and all the people returned to the camp, to Joshua at Makeda, in peace. No one moved his tongue against any of the children of Israel. Then Joshua said, Open the mouth of the cave, bring out those five kings to me from the cave. And they did so, and brought out those five kings to him from the cave, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. So it was when they brought out those kings to Joshua that Joshua called for all the men of Israel and said to the captains of the men of war who went with him, Come near, put your feet on the necks of these kings. And they drew near and put their feet on their necks. Then Joshua said to them, quote, Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of good courage, for thus the Lord will do to all your enemies against whom you fight. And afterward Joshua struck them and killed them and hanged them on five trees, and they were hanged on the trees until evening. So it was at the time of the going down of the sun that Joshua commanded, and they took them down from the trees, cast them into the cave where they had been hidden, and laid large stones against the cave's mouth, which remain until this very day. On that day Joshua took Makeda and struck it and its king with the edge of the sword. He utterly destroyed them, all the people who were in it. He let none remain. He also did to the king of Makeda as he had done to the king of Jericho. Here ends our reading. Okay. Questions. Who was the king of Jerusalem? Adonai Zedek. Um, you know what this name means? Ironically, Adonai is how I think we usually pronounce it. Yeah, Adonai means uh, Lord. Zadok is righteousness, so it's, he's the Lord of righteousness. Uh, who else was king of this city? We meet him back in Genesis 14. Abraham does. Melchizedek, yeah, the king of righteousness. And here we have the Lord of righteousness. Um, what do both names then foreshadow? Adonai Zadok and Melchizedek, Zedek, Jesus, of course, right? The righteous king and Lord who came to Jerusalem as the son of David. Um, who had made a peace treaty with uh, Israel? Yeah, it was the Gibeonites, the city of Gibeon. And why did this alarm Adonai Zedek? Yeah, uh, he says there that uh, Gibeon was a big, you know, a big town, a great city. Uh, like a royal city, he says. And all of its men were strong. Look at that in verse 2. How many kings did Adonai Zedek, the king of Jerusalem, ask to help him attack Gibeon? Yeah, we have four kings, right? Um, these are all Amorites, by the way. So, uh, the kings of Hebron, Jarmuth, Lachish, and Eglon. When had five kings banded together against four in this region. 
Ooh, that's a deep reference. Well, we mentioned uh, meeting Melchizedek in Genesis 14, remember? Uh, Melchizedek, king of Salem, Salem, right, Jerusalem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of, the God, of God the Most High. He blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham, the God of the Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand, and he gave a tithe of all. And then there's, there, it keeps going. This is where it gets interesting. Now the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord God Most High, the possessor of heaven and earth, and I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap, and that, and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you say I have made Abraham rich, except only uh, what the young men have eaten and the portion of the men who went after me, Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre. Let them take their portion. All right, so um, that's referring back to earlier in chapter 8, when the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Admah, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar, went out and joined together in the battle of the valley of Sedim. This is all right before Melchizedek. Uh, against uh, Chedorlaomer, king of Elam, title king of nations, uh, Am- Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Arioch, the king of Elasar. Four kings against five. Now the valley of Sedim was full of asphalt pits, and the king of Sodom and Gomorrah fled. Some fell there, and the remainder fled in the mountains. And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their positions and went their way. Right, so that's right before we meet Melchizedek, ironically. Five kings against four. Um, and of course, the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah had been part of that alliance of five, and they lost to the four kings. Abram defeated the army of the four kings before being blessed by Melchizedek, the king of Salem, Jerusalem. So that's all in the background here in this story. So you can go back and read that again. That's Genesis 14. All right, what did the Gibeonites do when they were attacked? Yeah, they sent word to Joshua to come and help them. And what did Joshua do? Yeah, Joshua and his men marched up from uh, Gilgal, right, to, and as, or ascended to fight for them. Um, now, what did the Lord tell Joshua? You see that in verse 8 here. What did the Lord tell Joshua before the battle? No, don't be afraid, right? Because um, the Lord would be with him, and the battle, he says, ironically, is already won. I've already delivered them into your hand. Hmm. How did uh, Joshua surprise the Amorites? Battle tactics here, fun times. Yeah, they marched all night um, and uh, came up on them suddenly. I guess you don't march at night normally. How did the Lord aid the Israelites, according to verse 10? Yeah, the Lord routed their enemies and chased them along the road, striking them down. Remember the angel of the Lord, the commander of the Lord's armies, who goes before them? Yeah, we don't forget, he's the character going, who's with them here. And what did the Lord do to the Amorites while they were fleeing? This is a kind of fun part of the story, right? Verse 11, large hailstones rained down from the sky, killed many soldiers, even more than what uh, Israel had struck down. How many of the majority of Amorites were killed? Or how were the majority killed? Like I just said, majority by the hailstones, right? Then by the sword of Israel. 
Then this curious part of the story, what did Joshua pray? Yeah, that the sun would stand still uh, over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Aijalon, right? Yeah, Aijalon. Uh, and then he mentions something interesting. I kind of chuckled over it. Yeah, a non-biblical book. This happens periodically. There are some texts that haven't been... Excuse me. There have been some texts that haven't been preserved, um, but that are sometimes mentioned. And here's one, the book of Jasher. The book of Jasher. How did the Lord listen um, to the man, this man, Joshua? Yeah, he heeded the voice of Joshua and fought for Israel. How beautiful is that? Is there another time when an unusual thing happened to the sun? It says it's never happened before and it never happened again. Well, at least at the time of the writing of Joshua, but it does. Yeah, in Matthew 27, when Jesus died on the cross, darkness came upon the earth in the middle of the day, right? So rather than the sun um, stand still, the, the sun gives up its light, right? And the moon turns red, blood red, eclipsy. So how are the two events connected? Joshua here with the sun and moon standing still, Jesus with the moon being uh, with the sun being darkened and the moon turning to blood blood red yeah it's it's actually very much the same the father god the father heard the voice of a man and in the case of the cross jesus christ who defeated our enemies in the darkness of his crucifixion and here joshua of course defeats the enemies of god uh, as he marched all night in the dark as well and then in the light what did joshua do to the five kings this is an optional part of the reading, but I think it's, it's helpful. Yeah, he traps them in the cave where they've been hiding. Who gives the command uh, to open the cave, ultimately? Yeah, Joshua. Uh, and then what did Joshua tell the army of uh, commanders to do? And this is a, kind of a Middle Eastern thing, but I think it's helpful. Actually, mm, I think they did it in Europe too later on. You know, put their feet on the necks of the kings. This is a, a sign of dominance, right? I will make your enemies your footstool. Think of Psalm 110, right? Yeah, and this, of course, is all hearkening back to Genesis 3, uh, 15, symbolic reminder that Christ would crush the head of the serpent when his heel would be bruised at the cross. Uh, what good news did Joshua proclaim while the feet were on the necks? Yeah, that the Lord would do this uh, to all their enemies. What did Joshua do with the five leaders? Yep, Joshua himself struck and killed the five kings and hanged them on five trees. And when did they take the bodies from the trees? Like we heard yesterday, in the evening, right? Place them in the cave. Uh, What's the significance of saying, just like we heard yesterday, that the rocks remain there to this day? So these five kings who represent uh, God's enemies, uh, well, it's just like the devil, the world, and our sinful flesh are sealed up in the tomb of Christ when he comes forth in triumph, right? So death is laid um, in the tomb, (laughs) and Christ comes forth with life. Of course, this all has to do with with the final Joshua, Jesus, right? Yeah, it's Jesus who will free us on the day of judgment from all of our earthly enemies. All right, meditation on this text.
Like Melchizedek before him, Adonai Zedek's name proclaims the coming of the one who is truly the Lord or King of Righteousness. The one greater than Joshua would reveal his righteousness for all the nations when he was lifted up on the tree of the cross. The five kings remind us of the reign of the law, which would be shattered by the cross of Christ. The condemnation of the law could not defeat the one who brought darkness at midday as he laid down his life for the whole world. Faith cries out that the Lord who was fighting for Israel in the midst of the darkness, that he might imprison our enemies in his tomb. The new Joshua came forth from the tomb, revealing that he had crushed the head of Satan and freed us from the curse of the law by his own death and resurrection. The devil, the world, and our flesh have all been tossed into the tomb of Christ. These enemies are sealed up by the gospel of the rock of our salvation, our Lord Jesus Christ. By the word of the gospel, they are rendered powerless for those who believe and are held firmly in their grave until he comes again to judge the living and the dead. Truly, Jesus is the Lord of righteousness. Which is also Jeremiah uh, 33 as well. The Lord our righteousness. All right, very good. Nice reading, right? Fun reading. I always like these battle stories. They're so good, so real. Let's uh, confess the explanation to the second article. I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own and live under him in his kingdom, and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. We pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, in the second article of the Creed, you teach us that your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is the greatest gift of your love for us. He is truly God, begotten of you from eternity, and he is truly man, born of the Virgin Mary. He has become our Lord and Savior by redeeming us from all sins, death, and from the power of the devil with his holy precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death. We no longer belong to the devil. Sin and death have no power over us. Jesus did all this that we might be his own and that we might live under him in his kingdom in the protection and safety of his everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness for all eternity. For all that Jesus has done for us, we give you thanks and praise. Forgive us for trusting in any work of our own salvation. Forgive us for doubting your love and the precious gift of forgiveness we have in Jesus. Grant us through the grace of your only begotten Son to believe with absolute confidence that our sins are forgiven and that we stand righteous before you for Jesus' sake, because he is risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. On this Thursday, we pray for the church and her pastors. We pray for all missionaries, especially Becca Deloach and the Federowitz family. Pray for teachers, especially all our teachers here at St. John. Pray for all deaconesses, all church musicians, and for all servants of Christ and his church. We pray for the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the Lord's body and blood. Pray for all first responders, doctors, nurses, and those who work in nursing homes and hospitals. Pray for an end to all fear, anxious thoughts, and constant worry. Pray for deliverance from all authoritarian, tyrannical, and dictatorial rule and those who would restrict or censor our faith, as well as our rights to speech, press, assembly, and protest. <coughs> Excuse me. 
We pray for our military and law enforcement personnel, especially the National Guard, um, who have been called up here and in other states. We pray in Thanksgiving today with Liz, Renee, Raymond, who all celebrate their birthday, with Travis, who celebrates his baptism birthday, with Kevin and Kim and Peter and Susan, who celebrate their anniversary, and with Jean, who rejoices in the gift of healing. We ask the Lord continue to care for those who are ill or recovering from surgery, especially Marcella, Jan, Kelsey, Ron, Marlene, Brad, Janet, and Timothy, Pastor Lindau, Sandy, Lind, Linda, Joan, Ken, Aaron, Roger, and Steve. We also pray for our homebound, Bev, David, Willis, and Janice, and Mickey, and for the work of the Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the collect for this week. Almighty and everlasting God, you knit together your faithful people of all times and places into one holy communion, the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant us so to follow your blessed saints and all virtuous and godly living, that together with them we may come to the unspeakable joys you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we sing our hymn for the week, stanzas one through four, from For All the Saints. Oh, 
That concludes our congregation of prayer for today, November 5th, 2020. So glad to have you with us all today. Um, you notice that uh, God's word continues uh, despite uh, whatever might be going on around us. Chaos and disorder. Not so much. We're at school. We're doing our job. <laughs> Go to work. You know, these things will be resolved. We'll figure them out. Um, it's one of the beauties of the... Uh, democratic system that we have here in the United States, the Republic, actually, it's a democratic Republic, um, is that there's always recourse and correction when uh, error is made. So, uh, well, or when the error is potentially made, right? Yeah, either way. Uh, so we thank God for that and uh, we'll allow people to do their jobs and, uh, of course, censor them <laughs> if they fail to do their job and uh, implore them to do it. Uh, yes. Uh, you can see I'm actually a little disappointed uh, with Wisconsin compared to uh, my former state of Indiana because they need some significant election reform here. So uh, we'll have to push our legislature to take care of that, which I think they uh, will be willing to do after this election. All right, Lord be with you all. Um, go, 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 <laughs> go and watch last night's Bible study, Hebrews chapter 4. Uh, I hope you find it as delightful as I do to be studying Hebrews. It's, it's such a rich uh, and robust book and worth our time and effort. So go uh, watch that, um, which is available on Facebook and YouTube uh, or as a podcast, audio podcast. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions or comments, just let me know. Otherwise, we'll see you again tomorrow. <laughs>